In this episode of Friends Fit 40s, we are celebrating the season of being thankful. And in this season, we are particularly celebrating Laura's mom. Get your notebooks ready. Friends Fit 40s is coming up. Friends Fit 40s is brought to you by Laura Mullenbrook and Stephanie Whiteman. This is a podcast about our fitness and wellness journey. We are two working moms who seek to live our best life. However, we are novices in the world of fitness. We are excited to share our ups, our downs, and our roadblocks. Our journey has led us to emphasize the value of friendship, cooperation over competition, and celebrating the small victories along the way. This podcast is an invitation for you to laugh with us and actively construct your best day today and then again tomorrow. Welcome to Friends Fit 40s. Happy belated Thanksgiving, Laura. Happy belated Thanksgiving. How was your celebration? It was fantastic. Good deal. Yeah, we spent the day with family, and uh, I am so fortunate to have a wonderful family that I enjoy spending time with. Perfect. Perfect. Yes, we had a lovely time, too. It was a bit of a change in plans, but we made it work. So, uh, yeah, it was and the weather was great. Our oh, yes. kids stayed outside and played. All the cousins were outside for a couple hours on Thanksgiving Day. So that was that was something to be grateful for. Yes, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, I feel fortunate that we were able to spend time together and also am thinking about those folks that might be spending time during this holiday season alone yes. or hoping for something better in their lives, um, hoping that, that you're able to figure out your way with that as well. Well, and I think we have to remember during this time what we are thankful or blessed to have. And giving thanks to that, thinking, you know, whether it's like, so one thing I'm thankful for is just a body that can work out and run and do all the things. And so I have to like, you know, thank myself for that, which is, it's a weird thing to say, but I could be in a very different boat right? where I couldn't do those things. Yeah. And so the fact that I'm able to do those things, like giving myself, thanking myself for getting my own body to be that way and to be reminded that not everybody can do that. Um, And so I think that's kind of goes back to the, there's no bad workout, but the workout you didn't do. I think if you don't do the workouts, but you're able to do them, you're not giving your body thanks. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That makes so much sense that we have to treat our bodies in the the way that honors them, right? right and right. all of this amazing thing, all of these amazing things that it can do and work very hard to make sure that we are maximizing our abilities while minimizing the amount of effort that it takes for our body to do these amazing things. Yes. And other things to be thankful for, I think friendship. Absolutely. Um, we already mentioned family. Um, I think the ability to go to a job that I enjoy. Yes. Because I know a lot of people out there may just be going in and clocking in and not really love their job. Um, There are definitely days I don't want to go, right? Like tomorrow after having several days off, I was like, ah, do I really want to go? But yeah, you know, it's always that change. I think change is hard. I'm happy when I get there. 
So it's mm-hmm. just the waking up part. I don't right? love. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Again, that body, you know, if you treat your body well, give it sleep, then you'll be able to wake up and go do the things yes. that maybe you don't necessarily want to do on a Monday. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So just being thankful for our family, holding them close also helps me to realize that you may not always have family. Right. Yes. Um, and so what I mean by that is nothing's actually happened to anybody in my family, but we had a moment, a, a moment of scared with my mom. She actually was diagnosed with stage zero breast cancer. And we are fortunate that it's stage zero. Yes. Um, who even knew that was a stage? Right. I did not. Yeah. And it was actually like, I think it was discovered maybe the week we did our first breast cancer awareness yes. episode. So our episode aired on October 17th. And uh, your mom found out that she had breast cancer that same week. Yes. Which is very crazy. Yes. We had um, no idea no. when we were uh, podcasting that episode that that was going to be the reality. Right. Which it hit hard. But what I'm grateful for is that it was caught and it was caught early. And how it was caught is what I want everyone to be aware of is it was caught through a mammogram. And so in that episode, we talked about the importance of those yearly mammograms. And I think I said I had mine scheduled and I went and mine was clear. Mm -hmm. Um, which was good news after my mom's scare. But it's so important to schedule those. It's so important to, I think our homework that week was maybe even like telling a friend or telling the women in your life to make sure they go get one. And so I really hope you guys did that homework because that's how my mom's was caught. And had she not gone, it could have become something worse. Yeah, it could have been a much different story. And we are so fortunate also that... Um, we have the capability of getting mammograms that can detect cancer at the stage zero level. Right. Um, and so she uh, got her mammogram. Within a week, they had... It was, something was unusual. And so then she went back. Mm-hmm. And she actually went back for a DECA scan, I think is what it's called, um, where it's more thorough look. And at that point, it was decided that there were some possible, you know, cancerous cells. And so they did a biopsy. And um, that procedure, though it was awkward, you know, she said, I'll just, I'm going to explain it because I think that way, if you have to have this done, it's not as scary, right? The more information you know, the less scary things are. Um, She kind of laid on this massage type table. Think of like something that, you know, you would get a massage on, but then it has a hole to put your breast in. And so that's then how they can like really get to the part they need to get to in order to um, do the biopsy. Okay. And so that was done and sent away. And then we went to an appointment with the surgeon to basically decide what her options were. Um, Because at this point, it's decided that there's nine centimeters of cancerous cells. Not millimeters. Centimeters. Which is quite a bit. of Yes. Of uh, cancerous cells that right. you want to get rid of. Yeah. Um, the good news is, is that it was the kind that was in the, the milk ducts, um, which is crazy. Like that's, again, crazy that there can be cancer in the milk ducts. And so it doesn't tend to spread. Okay. Um, because it's kept right there. Um, but you definitely want to do something about it. And so she was giving some options. One was a lumpectomy, which is just where they go in and they would take out just the cancerous cells. With that, 
choice, she would have had to get, then get radiation okay. afterwards several times a week for several weeks. Another choice would be the mastectomy, single mastectomy, um, and then there wouldn't be radiation. Um, and then the third choice would be mastectomy and then um, with the ability to do reconstruction afterwards. So that's okay. to make, because they take your whole breast and then it's to take, to then allow you to have something that looks like that again afterwards, um, which would then require a second surgery. And um, just it, the reason people do that, I mean, obviously, so that you look symmetrical, your clothes fit, uh, and then just for personal um, confidence yes. would be a reason why you'd want to do that. Um, so she chose just the mastectomy without reconstruction because she's like, I'm not trying to do anything differently and I'd rather not go under the knife again um, at her age. And so we did the surgery and it took a couple of hours. And what was interesting is that they said, well, first of all, they were planning on her going home that day. So it was outpatient. It was outpatient. Wow. Yeah. Which wow. is great. Well, she was like, are you sure? And they said, well, if it, if you feel like you need to stay that evening, that it was an option, I guess. Okay. But the plan going in was to go back home. Okay. We went in at 8 and the surgery was at 10. Didn't start till 11. Um, I think she was out by 2, 1.32. And then we were leaving the hospital at 6. Wow. Okay. So it was a full day. Right. Of being at the hospital, but um, went home. And this was something else I thought was pretty crazy is that the pain medication they recommended, they said that you will need that. They said a lot of people don't find it painful. I thought that was interesting. That is unbelievable. Um, right. And that really just Tylenol. Huh. Like okay. over the counter Tylenol. All right. Because the surgeries I've had are the abdominal, and this is what they mentioned, because she was worried about the same thing, is that it's not into a muscle. Oh, okay. Like, you know, when you have um, things, you know, whether it's a C-section or hysterectomy right. or a tubal removed, because that's, that's into a muscle. And so okay. that's why it's more painful. Okay. So the muscle is more painful. The, the um, not going into muscle is yes. less. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes um, sense. And so she's was doing Tylenol and, um, you know, had a couple rough nights just with anesthesia wearing off and whatnot. I think the most inconvenient thing with the whole surgery has been a drain. Okay. So it's like a tube coming out of where the incision was and it fills up with blood and liquid mm -hmm. um, because basically when you take something out of the body, the body wants to replace it. And so the body wants to replace it with fluid and that would not be good to have all that fluid there. So you have to have a drain that you have to then empty every so many hours or a couple times a day. Um, and then essentially you keep track of it. And then when it gets to where it's less than 30 milliliters a day, that's when they take the drain out. That's okay. when your body has stopped realizing that it needs to replace that hole with fluid. Okay. So, but other than that, I mean, she was driving within a few days. She Holy probably could have driven before that. Right. Um, I stayed with her a good chunk of the time and then had other people um, drop in and check on her. Um, just changing the bandages and mm -hmm. whatnot. But yeah, it was, I mean, I guess as surgeries go, uh, maybe a simple one. But okay. it's kind of, it's it's kind of crazy. Interesting. It's amazing that science can, one, detect it. I mean, I think from the time that it was detected to the time that we had surgery, it was a month. Okay. 
So I think I'm, you know, I'm grateful and thankful again um, during this season of how quickly the um, hospital staff and medical staff moved and um, allow her time to recover. So, I mean, again, going back, got to get your mammograms. Got to get your mammograms. And also, this is one person's experience. It's not yes. going to be everybody's experience, certainly. Um, we are we are not medical professionals by oh, any no. means. We're teachers. Um, but it is it is Laura's mom's experience. And so her story is valuable in the stories of people that have been able to detect early. Yes. And then get it taken care of. And and, you know, she's up and moving around and looking good and doing really well with our loved ones. That's ultimately what we want is for them to be able to. Uh, continue on doing the things that they were doing um, before any of this had happened. So outcome is good, right? Yay. So um, go Laura's mom, go Laura for for, um, struggling through this last month, but also then being able to celebrate on the back end of that. Oh, and another way to celebrate is that her um, biopsy came back and everything was clear. So they were able to get everything. So that was, yeah, yeah, good news. So that's awesome. So I'm sure she was happy about that as well. Yes. Yes, she was. So get your mammograms. um, Do yourself exams. We recommended on the first of every month. Yes. And I did it on the first of this month, November. So Mm -hmm. I'm getting ready to have to do it again. Okay. Um, So I remembered and I'm just, that's just the, what's my reminder. And when I was having a cycle, I would do it after the cycle, but without with the hysterectomy and not having a cycle, it was hard for me to remember. And so I've told myself on the first and I even have a reminder on my phone. So there you go. On the out. first month, I send my friend rabbit rabbit, check the oil in my car, feed my dar- dog heartworm medicine and, and do a breast self-exam. There you go. Awesome. All right, Laura. So uh, how are you doing? You had four things to try uh, in the longest weekend of the year. And we're still we're still doing it. We are we are knee deep in the longest weekend of the year. Right. Yes. And so we talked about uh, simply making sure that you have the appropriate amount of water. Yes. Every single day. We talked about limiting your alcohol to two a week. Yep. We talked about getting outside and moving more. Mm -hmm. And we talked about filling half your plate with fruits and vegetables. Okay, And that was my choice. Okay. That's what I decided to do. Um, because the movement I knew I was going to get in with, with workouts, um, though extra movement is good for you. I typically do two or less alcohol drinks a day or a week anyways. Um, so I didn't want to focus on that. And then the water, I typically get a lot of water. So I've been doing pretty good. I would say there's maybe a few days, possibly like Thanksgiving, there wasn't a lot of vegetables. <laughs> I did. I mean, there are vegetables. We had green beans, not green bean casserole. Um, and we had salad. But I like all the carby things a lot. Um, but really, my daily food meals, I've been really good at making them half fruits and vegetables. And it's delicious. Okay. So I, I think that's been helping me out. All right. How about you? Awesome. So I have been filling my plate with fruits and vegetables, too. Wonderful. Um, adding in vegetable soups. 
like squash soups I Uh love so that but also then purchasing bagged salads and taking those and throwing them in my refrigerator at work so that I can have a lunch that's a salad um, that kind of thing and that is yeah it's super easy and that has definitely been working it's not been perfect right I still need to work through it Uh, and also I have been working hard at taking my water jug to school and filling it up I'm so proud of you so that's been good work so that's been good so how is it going for you all? Which one of those things are you choosing? And and how are you letting this season both be enjoyable, but also continue to work on those goals that you're having? Because basically we're at Sunday morning, right? Because now we got the month of December and that's Sunday afternoon to get through the longest weekend of the year. There we go. There you go. All right, Laura. Now it is time for our... Weekly homework. All right. The first of the month is coming up. So what are you going to remind yourself to do on the first of the month? Are you going to remind your friends to do something? Uh, Set those goals for that first of the month. It might be that I'm going to use this month as a starting point to have a fresh start. But you might have a list of things like we have that we just want to make sure that we're maintaining. Also, check in with yourself. How are you doing on the longest weekend of the year? And with that, enjoy your week. Go move, breathe, share kindness with others. You You got got this. Do you love Friends Fit 40s? Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review and share the podcast with your friends. Tag us when you share so we know you are enjoying our work. Also, follow us on Instagram. Feel free to email us at friendsfit40s at gmail.com with your thoughts and comments. We'd love to hear from you. 